<laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe. My real name is Tom Alamo, but they call me Tommy Tahoe around these parts. Welcome uh, to the show or welcome back to the show uh, where I help to break down how to build a successful sales career. Not necessarily from what I'm doing, but talking to some of the brightest minds in the sales industry to learn the tips, the tactics, the stories, um, the ideas, the questions that will help you make you a better seller, uh, help you make more money, help you be more fulfilled, etc. So uh, thanks for joining this episode. Um, I put out a, uh, a post on Friday um, that, you know, it was, it was my first week in, in my new role over at Gong. Uh, I could not be more excited to be there. Um, and it really feels like, you know, a dream job and one that I'm just so excited to sink my teeth into. So thanks, first and foremost, everyone that's shot me a DM on LinkedIn, that's commented on the posts, texted me, called me, emailed me, etc. cetera. Uh, love is very much appreciated. And um, I'm hoping that all the industry insights and the knowledge that I gained from this job can also you know, maybe make this show even better uh, and, and make, you know, uh, me better as a, an interviewer and help to get better conversations for you folks as well. So uh, I'm just so passionate about the sales landscape, sales technology, uh, being a sales professional, growth mindset. It just made the it made so much sense, and I'm loving it. So thank you for that. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about today's guest. The Millennial Spotlight is on my guy, my friend Brian Marzo. Uh, if you don't know Brian, he is the director of sales over at the RTM Business Group out in New York, and this is what we talked about. Um, being a first-time sales leader, being a leader in general, let's you know broaden it out, is really hard. Um, I remember I got a role uh, about two years ago where I was a player coach. I was still selling, but I was also managing a team of four reps. And it was so much harder than I thought. I thought it was going to be you just go out and you're training people to sell and you're in these deals and you're closing deals and all that. And it's so much more. There's so much um, interpersonal communication. There's so much emotional intelligence that you have to have. It's, it was by far the hardest thing that I'd ever had to do. And, and I wasn't particularly great at it. And I hope someday in the future I can get better. Um, but Brian breaks down, you know, what his experience has been like for the last several years as a sales manager for the first time, how he helps to open up his team and have real authentic conversations He's a big fan of the book Radical Candor um, and, and having those both with the people on his team, with clients, with prospects, just in general. Um, we, we talk books for a little while. You know, he's he's a big uh, Matthew McConaughey Greenlights fan, which I got to tell you that I thought the book would be pretty good. It was outstanding, so I, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. And, um, you know, Brian's just got a great demeanor about him. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing his tales from the field getting a vibe for him, super humble. He's got great energy. Uh, if you do enjoy the conversation, I'd love if you added Brian on LinkedIn, give him a shout out, tell me you listened to the episode and that you liked it. Um, also, as a real quick note, as a shameless plug, uh, there's no ads on this podcast. So um, if you could take 60 seconds at some point, head over to Apple Podcasts uh, and leave a review for this show. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. That's the number one thing. That's what helps this show to grow. That helps me get better guests. That helps, um, you know, the listenership go up, all that good stuff. So um, I would really appreciate it. It means so much if you did that. Otherwise, 
Uh, enjoy listening to this. Uh, I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. We're on YouTube if you want to watch. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tommy Tahoe, Instagram at Tommy Tahoe. Hit me on LinkedIn. I love talking to people. I love meeting listeners and like-minded people. So hit me up and I'm happy to chat. Otherwise, let's get straight into the conversation with my guy, Brian Marzo. Let's go. Brian Marzo, happy holidays. What's up, brother? Not too much, man. It's good to reconnect, and I'm looking at a brand new man, newly engaged. So good <laughs> on you, man. Looking good. You're next, right? Oh God! All right, we'll we'll let that conversation be for 2021. I guess <laughs> we'll we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. Uh, I'm I'm excited to have you on. We're in the last few selling days of the year. Uh, people are getting geared up for 2021. So I'd love to hear. What's the team doing? How we how we feel in the last few days into the selling year of 2020? Yeah, we are officially at that stage. We got uh, three more selling days here within RTM Business Group to make all of our wildest dreams from January 1st, <laughs> 2020 come true. Um, and things are going really well, man. Um, you know, for our team, we, you know, we work within the education space, right? Like we work within K through 12, higher ed, and all of those industries for the most part shut down come right before the uh, the holiday break. So we have very real, very genuine, very transparent conversations with all of our partners and people looking to work with us. And I think it's just year after year, this is always one of our better months. And even in a pandemic, this December is shown to be probably one of our best months here as well. So things are going on for us. I love it. I love it. So tell me more about the transparent conversations. I think uh, that's something that as a young seller, that was one of the things I was worst at. I was always, you know, kind of like flirting around the things that, you know, our product couldn't do, not asking questions about the timeline, not trying to get, you know, an idea of who the decision maker is and just kind of flirting around some of those tough questions. So how do you, how do you do that? Or how do you coach your team to be more direct? Well, yeah, I mean, everyone kind of like struggles in that spot but like that's what we get paid to do right like that's mm. literally exactly what it is that we are doing as salespeople. um and i just genuinely want every single person to come out of a conversation with a prospect current customer feeling like they actually know what could be coming from that opportunity not the like oh the hopeful this might happen this type of scenario it's like no they are not in a position to look at whether or not they can work with us in the next two weeks for XYZ purposes. We obviously spend a lot of time on, you know, discovery and talking about like our events, but I literally tell my team to try and budget like their time, right? If, if you're looking at a 30 minute set call, I think you need to have at least 40% of that talking about those next steps, talking about the decision makers, talking about the budget and things like that. And just being very straightforward. Like if that's two tight timelines for them right now, if we're not a good fit, if like they're worried about the industry because of what's going on, obviously in the world, like, cool, we can circle back to potentially being, you know, that partner for you. But I think every single person feels better hearing no, or at least on my team, I think that's the case, hearing no, then looking in their pipeline being like, that might close in the next couple of weeks. Like we're trying yeah. not to have those types of conversations just because it's not, um, it's not transparency themselves. So we try and create that dynamic transparency with how we view our own things. And obviously with our, uh, our managers. Well, there's nothing worse than getting on a 30 minute call and things are vibing, you're killing it. And you look, it's 27 minutes in, and then you try to pivot <laughs> to the next steps. 
and you ask one question and then time's up and they have to hard stop and you don't land the next step or you don't ask the question that you needed to or you get pushed off and then you know someone ghosts you on the back end of that because they have a million other things that they're doing so I feel like coaching that 40 percent which maybe even is too much time or like it's a lot it's a big chunk of time but coaching to that extreme versus letting those calls slip is is super important and it's not that way for every single person right like that's not it but what you described is the exact scenario which we are trying to avoid because also like think about yourself like if you have a hard stop you don't want to just get off at that time you want to get off two minutes before most likely because you're going to want to get coffee go to the bathroom look at what the next meeting is feel good like and obviously you don't want to run late to that next meeting so i think of 30 minute calls is obviously there's windows to that um, and so that's, that's the main reason why we try and get people just to focus in on being efficient, super early in the beginning, create that relationship. And then obviously like my, my way of, I explain this to people on my team, we're not trying to sell, we're trying to have business conversations and business conversations get to the point pretty early on. And if there's a fit, perfect. And if not, uh, maybe you do need to set up another call and that's going to be longer than that particular time frame. But, um, you know, right now, I think a lot of people are trying to chase certain numbers. And so we're going about things a little bit differently, but. And didn't, I think you mentioned this on one of our last conversations, but you're a fan of the book, Radical Candor, right? Love it. Yep. See, I still haven't read it. It's on my list. Maybe I'll get to it over the holidays, but does that play into this a little bit? Just being super candid about what the expectations are, the questions you need to ask, et cetera. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, cause here's the thing too. Like I know how I like to have conversations with my bosses. I know how I like to have conversations with people that I do business with. Um, and like, I don't like when people just kind of sugarcoat types of things. Maybe it's like the New Yorker component. Maybe there's just like different <laughs> types of like personalities and like, but you gotta just be, you know, very candid with who it is that you're speaking with in every scenario. Um, and the top performing reps, and I imagine that any of the uh, actual like platforms can show it as well like all the, the cool sales tech that I don't use, um, but I wish I could, the less you speak and the more you can get your prospect to speak, like that's that's where higher percentage of deals are being closed. And those are the conversations that are just more candid in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, there's some data it, that I- I'll, I'll send you my copy. She's great too. She responds on LinkedIn. So she's awesome. I think Kim Scott. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Might have to get her on the, on the pod. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I've seen some data recently that's come out from- some sort of sales study, I forget where exactly, but that when people talk about, you know, the weather or whatever, like that's not building rapport, like cut. I imagine that you're, you're cutting all of that, those six, seven minutes where it's like, Oh, what's it like in St. Louis? I've never been there. You know, it looks like it's, it's windy there this time of year. It's like, that doesn't, that's not getting you closer. That's not building a relationship that doesn't build trust with people. It's, it is getting to the point. And if someone were selling me, I would 10 times more likely you know, have them get me out of the meeting three minutes early, then talk to me about the weather for those three extra minutes, right? It's like being respectful of my time. Well, like, that's the other thing too, especially when people are early on in their career, they like try and go to like safe rapport stories, weather, commute. I don't know what it might be like. There's no commute or weather right now because we're all in our houses (laughs) outside of days. The vaccine. Yeah, the other types of things. Like that's not groundbreaking. And like, yeah. if you get on a call like that, you're like, well, this is going to be like every other conversation. Like if you're going to do that kind of like open up introductions, like make it, make it like 
shatter the glass a little bit, zig when others zag, like those types of things. And that's just got to be authentic. Like that's your personality. And if you don't have that type of personality, that's fine. Just don't do it in my opinion, for the most part. Like don't even bother to be like, wow, like we got 12 inches of snow. Great. I'm familiar with snow. What can we do? Like, <laughs> do you have an example of that that you use or someone else in the team uses that like is just way out there? I mean, like I can just think back. There's a lot of different examples. Like in COVID, there's harder ones because there's less scenarios. Like what I always found is that people relate to things that are going negative in their life more than like things that are going positive, which is weird, right? Yeah. But when you're like, obviously talking about just the fact that you were up late last night because your neighbors in your tiny like apartment in New York City were up till 3 a.m. playing music. And like all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is going to make my 8 a.m. meeting really difficult because I'm up at this time. Like people are like, wow, that's really unfortunate to hear. Like that's the tricky part of living in New York City or like those types yeah. of things. So I don't know, like it's all about creativity. I think there is a little bit of kind of like learning your own specific ones. If you get a dog, you get a pet, mention that on your story. Like that's oh, something yeah. immediately. I can relate to having a dog. I can relate to having a pet. Like those types of things is better than the weather any given day. Absolutely, absolutely. And now how about, you know, you're what? You're what, 26, 27? Yep, 26. So tell me, talk to me about that, like leading a team at such a young age. I, I had a, you know, my first leadership gig was at about the same age. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I sucked at, especially at the beginning. It was so hard. It was so much harder than I thought it was going to be to, you know, not just like win deals and not just hit right. quota. We did pretty well with the numbers, but like to deal with the individual people and try to get them to get to their goals and, you know, treat people differently and, and try to, you know, lead them, right. And inspire them and help them get better and, and, you know, enjoy their job and all that stuff. So, you know, what's the experience been like? Do you have any tips for people that might be thrust into the leadership saddle at a young age? Well, I think if you're going to be thrown into it, no, you're going to suck probably in the beginning. Like that's yeah. Yeah. like, I think always the mindset that I had, especially even when I like, you know, assume this position, I knew I was going to fail a lot. I fail very often. And it's cliche. You got to fail in the beginning, those types of types of things. Yeah. But like admit it. You know what I mean? Like give me the at bat, give me the shot, like whatever it is that can't be done, I'll do it. And that's the type of stuff too. When you come in with that type of mentality where like, you also are like, I don't have all the answers and you speak that type of way to your team. I don't have all the answers, but I do have good understandings of what we can do to make you better, the team better, get you to where you want in your career, both from a, you know, role, responsibility, financial, like laying all those things out there is just super, super important um from the leadership component and i think genuinely like from my own point of view a lot of the people that i work with are relatively close and same age few higher few younger for me for the most part but like genuinely caring for the person makes the difference mm. i've been fortunate fortunate enough to not um have many experiences where i don't think my boss or anyone that i work with didn't care about me they just cared about the number and i think that's what i've been able to implement within my team I've heard plenty of horror stories and hopefully you haven't where it's just like the person that you worked for really didn't care about Tom. Yeah. And so you just felt like you were doing certain things for them because it's going to make them look better for their execs. But like, if you can understand who the person is, what's better for them, what's better for their role. It selfishly also does have impact on your own success and your own career. Cause if that person that you can help succeed and grow, we can continue to scale, hire new people. They become managers. Um, that's what's really important. It's about long-term sight of like, where, why, where do I want this thing to go? Um, 
but then just caring about the person in a lot of different ways, I think. Totally. I, and I've, I've stayed at jobs longer for because I knew that the person that I was r- rolling up to cared about me, right? Yeah. And wanted me to succeed and wanted me to do, do well and was trying to help me get there. So if other things weren't perfect, other things weren't working, you know, th- there's a lot of reasons why someone might want to leave a company. But if you know that, the, that your manager, or your leader cares about you and it has your best interest in mind, um, you're in a good spot. And I'll tell you, just from my experience and from talking to salespeople all the time, that's not necessarily the, the, the common case. You know, it's, it's probably the minority of leaders that are actively showing the people on their team that they do care and that the team actually feels that. So if you do feel that, consider yourself lucky and really try to lean into that with your boss. I mean, I think, and this isn't to be like, uh, you know, pat myself, humble brag type of deal. And it might, <laughs> but like I've been at the same company since I graduated college for the most part. There was obviously yeah. I had a, a job beforehand for a few months um, in a different line of work, but this has really been my main job. Have there been other opportunities? Sure. But like, I genuinely enjoy working for certain people and the people that are still working with me today, I hope that they feel the same way for that reason. And yeah. like, if you double down on getting someone that, that PD, getting them to where they want to be financially, like it plays pretty good dividends. Um, you can't do it for everyone. I think that's another part of leadership, which is really tricky. Like you got to try and help as many people as possible, but you can't save everyone. And you learn that really early on. And like you probably saw in your role, it's stressful. You care about every single person. Um, and you'll make sure that you can do as best as you can with every single one, but just not every, everything goes perfect. And so unfortunately you have to have those types of conversations, which is also leadership. So totally. Uh, so, you know, with being mindful of the clock and trying to, you know, keep you on schedule, uh, tell me what, uh, what's on the, uh, you know, the bookshelf coming out of Christmas break. Everyone's got usually a shutdown for a week or two or a couple days at least. I know that you are, you've been high on the Matthew McConaughey green lights book. I won't even, you know, give my Im- impression of McConaughey here, but what else do we got? I'm saying <laughs> I like it, man. I, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, let's see if that can get a sponsorship from McConaughey in the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what book? So I'm reading The Four Agreements. That's the book that you recommended. Yeah. That. Like my, my thought process, I used to be, and especially early on in COVID, like if I'm not reading a book a week, I'm a failure. So yeah. I'm like, whoa, I'm going through a lot of books, but I'm not retaining anything. Yeah. And yeah. it was also, like, I personally think it was vanity related. I'm like, wow, look at this. And like, there's people who are smart and they can retain those kind of things. I'm not personally that kind of learner. Yeah. I'm doubling down on it's just the books that I see the most value from and going back to them pretty occasionally. Mm-hmm. And they're being one. I will 100% be going back to the four agreements probably in another three months when I look at my life and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Here's yeah. a way to kind of get refocused on exactly what's important. Um, but other than that, I got 15. 15 uh, rules of conscious leadership is on the docket for this break. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a 200 page book. Um, and then that I think is kind of like where I'm trying to focus in. I'm not trying to overwhelm myself like this break. This is also like, let's kind of take chill away out. a little bit. Chill out. Yeah. Like this is a hard year. There's a hard totally. year for a lot of people in sales where some people are not making nearly as much money. There were challenges all here throughout there. So like, what can you do also during this break to like de-stress? And for me, I read a lot of books and maybe you're the same way. And I bet a lot of the people who listen to this are, we don't read like stories. 
We always yeah. read like nonfiction PD books to always try and get a little bit better, um, which is good. You should do that. But like, I'll be honest, man, like I'm probably gonna like lean into like some shows and some stuff that I haven't done over the past couple yeah. of years. I've been so just focused in on the work. Um, and in the meantime, maybe, you know, reading something and trying to chase more green lights. Yeah. <laughs> you had to throw it in. That's healthy though. I think it's healthy to, to want to get better and grow, but also have that time where, all right, let's take our, our foot off the gas here a little bit. Let's maybe put on some Queens gambit or whatever the hot Netflix show is and lean into that for, you know, a week and, and chill out and, you know, have a beer and, and call it a week. So I think there's, I think there's a piece to that too, that that's super wise. And, um, and also rereading books. 2019 was the first time I really did that. And I reread a couple of my favorites. And when you're, especially when you see think the world differently, you know, three, five years ago, or that now than you did three or five years ago, you know, the books kind of take on a different meaning. Sometimes you can kind of pick up on different things or, you know, some things aren't as important that you read and, and certain things like that. So I would definitely recommend people, if you're one of those people that's a one book a week type of person, like I have been also, pump the brakes a little bit, maybe reread something, take your time, take some notes, you know, reflect on it, all that. And get something from it, right? Like yeah. that was always the thing. Yeah. I was reading all these different financial books on ways to maximize my, you know, income, wealth, retire by 50. And like, I'm coming out and I'm like, so I just don't buy coffee. Like that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. thing I would always be saying, like, I'm like, well, okay, fine. Like I'll, sit, I'll switch to tea. That's less, I guess. Um, but like <laughs> find specific things from fewer things. Like that's it. Like quality, quantity, every day, chase quality. I love it. I love it. Brian Marzo, where can the people connect with you? You can connect with me, hopefully in 2021 in person in some capacity, but <laughs> we all want that LinkedIn, just like there. I'm not doing anything else on like other platforms. I mean, LinkedIn's going to be the best spot. So hit him up. Brian, I think uh, we got a big year of green lights ahead in 2021. <laughs> I love it. Let's chase them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out that podcast. I hope you saw value, uh, whether you're you know, working out right now or doing the dishes or uh, you know, laying around the couch, whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some value. If you did, the only thing that you can do to really help me out is to share this podcast with a friend share it on social media, and please subscribe wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is, and leave a review on Apple if that's where you're listening. That, that's what helps us to spread reach, helps us to get better guests uh, like the one that you heard just now, um, and to give you as much value as possible. So connect with me, uh, LinkedIn, Kamalemo, uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Tommy Tahoe, and subscribe, leave a review, and make it a great day. Peace. Thank you so much.